1: All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast. And by Points. I'm your host, Blake Bubba, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, back here on the podcast after a, a little break. But uh, as we know, Dylan, um, right after the draft, um, kind of that lull happens sometimes in the NFL. Schedules come out now, though. That's at least something we have to go off of. Um, been a few moves that have been made uh, personnel-wise, but uh, pretty much, at least at this point, everything's sort of set. In terms of what we expect, um for these teams now obviously there will be moves made uh here and there heading into the season but for now we have a pretty good idea of what the roster is going to look like and that leads us into one of our favorite times of the offseason and that is to look ahead put all of our money on the table and uh, start looking at some of these uh, odds that are out there when it comes to win totals uh potential division winners those kind of things always interesting uh because you and i we were talking about this we went back this was before the draft and we looked at the Super Bowl uh, betting odds and hasn't changed all that much since then but at least now again all pretty much your your big personnel moves have been made yeah. um so you have a much better idea of where things stand and that's where when you start looking at win totals division winners this kind of uh, futures betting Uh, those are a little bit more clear uh, at least right now than they were like we said before we did this uh, before the draft happened
0: yeah a lot of the guys that are left in the free agent market aren't at least in vegas's eyes going to be big uh, needle movers in terms of the over-unders on these win totals i obviously still uh, i'm really hoping the rams can find a way to bring back odell but uh, we'll see about that but there's still yeah a number of decent uh decently big names we just had um I think uh, earlier today, James Bradbury agreeing to sign with the Eagles. But, again, I don't know how much that, while that move fills a a need, I feel like, for Philadelphia, how much does it really um, move the needle in these win totals. Not a whole lot, like you said. These are kind of all set. Some movement from the draft, even the drafts usually don't uh, have a huge impact. But, yeah, we're kind of, it is similar to what we um, kind of were expecting. Maybe some teams in the AFC side that, uh, at least looking at these conference winner Favorites that maybe you wouldn't have expected um, to be quite as high, but it makes sense. The more you think about it, with teams like, uh, especially a lot of uh, traffic there in the AFC West. But yeah, it should be, you know, where it is a lot of a lot of time still until we get to uh, a couple months away from uh, training camps before the preseason. So still a lot to to dive into, but allows us to kind of take a step back, to relax, take a deep breath with all the after the draft and free agency and all the things that you know the NFL as we talk about is always a 365 kind of deal but this is kind of the one time of the year where we're able to kind of maybe reset and kind of look at where we're at and take um take into account everything that's happened so far in this off season before we really get ready for the 2022 camp or yeah 2022 campaign
1: let's start with the AFC West I think that's an interesting place to start because again we may not get to everyone here we're not gonna gonna go through every team um so uh, that probably won't happen in terms of the odds but the AFC West, if we're just looking at this, you know, we'll talk about win totals and that kind of thing. But if we're just looking at it from who could win the AFC West, or excuse me, just win the AFC, period. Um, right now, FanDuel, <laughs> three of your top four teams are coming out of the AFC West. Like, uh, the Bills are still the favorite uh, to win the division, uh, or excuse me, to win the Conference of Plus 350. But after that, it's the Chiefs at plus 500, the Chargers at plus 850, the Broncos at plus 850. So, I mean, there are three teams, three of your top four right there, coming out of the AFC West. And, I mean, that's just – that kind of shows you where things stand. And, again, I mean, look where the Raiders are. They're all the way down at plus 2,500. But, I mean, they made, as we know, a pretty big splash this offseason, uh, bringing in Devontae Adams. Uh, so, It's pretty wild to look at that and just kind of see, you know, right now when you look at it overall and you're looking at this and say, man, three teams in the AFC West in the top four right now in the betting odds to win the AFC. Uh, If you look at the actual uh, division, um, you know, it's what you would expect. The Chiefs are the favorite at plus 155, Chargers plus 240, Broncos plus 260, Raiders at plus 700. Um, Then if we kind of translate that now into actually looking – at the win totals um this is where i think things get a little interesting broncos um right now the over under set at 10 and a half for the broncos um if you look ahead to the chiefs the chiefs set at 10 and a half as well um and then you've got of course the raiders uh at eight right now over under uh, set on that minus 130 for the raiders they're on the over uh and then you've got the chargers uh at over under 10 minus that's pretty much even right now uh, one way or the other so so 10 is the number for the chargers i mean it's just it's crazy to think about that with these four teams but specifically uh those those first three we mentioned
0: yeah i mean the, the raiders just made the playoffs yet here we are t- and they and they, and they, they yeah. had Devonte adams and here we are still talking about them down way below these teams in terms of not just odds to win their division but uh on the whole the whole scale of this conference i mean this this conference last year was as we talked about throughout the season so deep It's kind of ridiculous outside of it was at the bottom, you know, Miami ended up making a run later in the year, I guess, um, with a a nice winning streak in the middle of the season. But really, after the Jets, Jags, Texans, Miami, I mean, you had a lot of teams that felt like uh, for a while that they could be in the playoff conversation. The Colts barely missed out on the spot. The Browns weren't that far off from from getting in and. Um, it's just, and the Ravens obviously too had won a lot of close games, lost a ton of really close games with all their injuries. It's just a ridiculously deep conference, but it's highlighted by that division in the AFC West, like you mentioned, it, with the three of the four favorites. And it's just because this is always going to be dominated by quarterbacks. And you add Russell Wilson to a division that already had Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, and where how people feel about what the Chargers have done in this offseason to help their offensive line, but also retool their defense expectations are really high for them. So that's what I mean when I talk about free agents that are left that aren't going to really move the Vegas needle because it always comes down to the QBs with these kind of things. Uh, But it is crazy to also see that you have those three teams there, Denver, Kansas City, and L.A., Uh, with such high odds yet their their win total odds aren't I wouldn't say are that high Um, I mean going to the idea of a team going 10 and 7 or so and being a Super Bowl or a a conference uh, favorite I mean that just shows the depth I think again of this conference it's not you're gonna have a ton of teams that are better than their records really might indicate um, just because they're gonna play a lot of really good teams in their conference and in in their division in the AFC West in particular and you're gonna lose games, no matter how good you are. It's just the nature of this division, eat or be eaten. Is kind of the mentality you have to have, and yeah, it makes for a lot of fun. For, I can't wait for all those games. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, game, a lot of those games for good reason put into prime time on the on the schedule release that you mentioned last week. But uh, man, it, I, just looking at this, it's I mean, the, as we I, we kind of talked about these uh, totals for a sec, uh, you know, not too far after the Super Bowl a couple months ago now. And it's like there there's some decent value plays. I mean, like just to, not to win maybe necessarily the conference, but in terms of some of these uh, to win their divisions, uh, making the playoff kind of things, I mean, I, I still feel confident in where the Patriots have kind of gone. I'm not going to I'm not completely on board to think that the Dolphins right now they have the same odds as the Pats to win. The division I I don't know about that but uh, I think there's some decent value plays for sure in this in this conference and then also even with you know I, maybe the Raiders are clearly the worst team in that division but Derek Carr is still a pretty good quarterback he's had a fantastic season last year uh, I know there's some questions about the turnover there and what the defense is going to look like and different things and uh, but I, I think there's some really good value plays overall in terms of looking at these odds for uh, for a lot of different um, things, whether it be division winners or win totals because yeah, yeah these te- some of these teams are going to over achieve for what these uh totals are even with the depth of the overall AFC
1: Yeah, scheduling as we said matters and now that the schedule's out, you kind of know who's paired with who. The AFC West, if you start with them, they get paired with the AFC South and the NFC West. So, obviously the NFC West, we know um you know that will be be challenging there in terms of the games. Uh, that, that they will play there uh, with them. And so I think you know that's going to be interesting to kind of look at it that way uh, when you start breaking down the schedules. And that's what really matters when it comes to win totals and those kind of things. Yeah. It's really about how does the, the schedule stack up. But like you said, when you try to look around some of these division winners and kind of the, the futures betting on some of the odds, you said the Patriots and the Dolphins, both have the same odds uh, behind the Bills there to win the AFC East. Uh, you know, closest one, I think I'm looking down the board here. I think it's pretty clear uh, which of these division races is considered the closest from a betting standpoint, and that is the AFC North, uh, where you have the Ravens at plus 200, the Browns are at plus 200, the Bengals, who, by the way, were just in the Super Bowl, at plus 210, <laughs> and the Steelers are all the way down there at plus 850. I don't think the Steelers yeah. are going to factor in, but it's kind of i mean it's not the exact same as last year but it does make things a lot more interesting now when you look at those three teams specifically uh the ravens browns and Bengals, and how close that is where we're again the betting stands right now if you look at the win totals uh for those three ravens said it's uh, over under nine and a half um if you look at the let's see cleveland browns who i don't think they're not listed in my guesses we know why that is the case. Um, with the whole probably Deshaun Watson situation, yeah. so yeah, that that would make sense why you wouldn't be able to to bet on them right now. Bengals uh, over under nine and a half as well, so that's another interesting one uh, that we'll probably be talking about a lot during the season. But uh, not surprised to see this. It's kind of from a betting standpoint and where the odds stand. Uh, this one in the AFC north, um, easily the closest right now.
0: Yeah, it it was for a lot of last season, um, especially with the, the arrival of the Bengals and how they rose up, obviously going all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, so maybe from the Bengals' fan base's point of view, this is a little disrespectful, That even if they're barely behind Baltimore and Cleveland, considering what they just did last year and and some of the reinforcements they made along their offensive line. I will say that they're. you talked about the schedule, and that's obviously such a huge thing here. Um, at least based on the expected strength of schedule based on Vegas's forecasted win total. So sharp football analysis puts together looking, you know, we can look at the strength of schedule based on last year's record. That's not necessarily the best way to look at it because we know how many, there's always a ton of teams that make the playoffs one year that miss it the next, vice versa, uh, a lot of uh, variability. Um, so th- this kind of looks at what you're actually projected to be. Uh, upcoming in 2022 then looks at your strength of schedule based on that Bengals much tougher schedule uh, 26th uh, uh, all the way pretty far down in terms of uh, the strength of schedule it's one of the, the you know they're at the seventh toughest schedule compared to Cleveland all the way at the eighth easiest Baltimore 11th easiest so that kind of factors in too here yeah. uh, something to think about at least uh, if you're thinking wow Cincinnati's got the best you know if you're if you're, you're the mind that Joe Burrow's the best QB there I'm sure that uh, Ravens fans still, obviously, Lamar's put together a ton of wins when he's on the field. Uh, he's, he's been really successful. And then and Deshaun, same thing. Uh, but again, as you mentioned, it is interesting how the win total is down for the Browns. But you can look at the division, uh, expected division uh, winning uh, there. It's I think, obviously, his availability is very important to whether that <laughs> is going to be in the cards, Even no matter how good that run game and offensive line is, and if the defense improves. But yeah, that division is... Uh, maybe if the AFC West is the best division in football right now uh, uh, you know NFC West for so long we thought of it maybe especially last year with three playoff teams making it two teams making it all the way to the championship game um, and then the other team had Russell Wilson now obviously he's in the AFC West so I feel like this is kind of flipped to that division being the best but I think yeah uh, still feel like the chiefs are a pretty at least in my mind uh, until they until someone knocks them off their I mean, this isn't just a team that's uh, won the division for how many years, five years, six years in a row, but they've hosted the last four AFC title games. I'm not going to pick anyone else really at this point um, until I really see it between the Chargers and Denver to knock them off. Whereas in the AFC North, yeah, it is. It's pretty, those three teams are pretty even. If they stay healthy, those games have been really good. Um, it all It's kind of felt like last year that you almost had like reverse um, uh, kind of like one team had the other team's number like the Bengals had the Ravens number but the Ravens had the Browns number but the Browns had the Bengals number it's kind of this whole kind of thing that they have going there but it should be a lot of fun uh, to see and probably one of the toughest ones to really pick a favorite like I, luckily we don't have and uh, there'd be no yeah. reason to pick our division winners this early uh Pretty ridiculous to to do so with any injuries that could happen in other moves before the season starts. But man, I will say, just right now, this is going to be one of the toughest ones for me to pick because, and and it's and that's really shown up here, obviously, with the odds uh, having them all basically neck and neck for the uh, division title.
1: Yeah, AFC North gets AFC East and NFC South. And if you're talking about the Bengals specifically, I was looking at these schedules and you mentioned kind of where they land on this. The back half of their schedule here's what it looks like. They're at the Steelers, um, at the Titans, mm-hmm. home against the Chiefs, home against the Browns, at the Bucks, at the Patriots, home against the Bills, home <laughs> against the Ravens. Like that's a, I mean, really the easiest one of that group's probably going to be the first one, and that's the one in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Um, but after that, it's like you're playing. I mean, that's a gauntlet right there. Uh, those those la- really, I mean, you even count the game on the road against the Steelers yeah. too, but. Those last seven games are pretty brutal, uh, just in terms of what we expect from all of those teams at this point. So, uh, yeah, that's not going to be not going to be easy. And, and you know, look, it's not like they're going to. I mean, look, they got to go to Dallas. They play at the Cowboys in Week Two. Um, you know, Dolphins. We said should be much improved. There's also a game in Baltimore in there. a Game in Cleveland. That's, that's on the crazy. first half of the schedule. Um, so. And look, we always talk about the team that gets the Super Bowl and loses. Um, that's that's a that's a fact. It's not a myth. Um, it's you know not something that's easy to sort of replicate. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't think the Bengals road is going to be very easy at all um, when you look at that. Uh, elsewhere, we talked a lot about uh, the AFC, and uh, please, there's no chance we're going to take a <laughs> shot at the AFC South right now. That's not even on the board um, unless you feel like you were. Seeing something in Houston right now, they're plus 2,600 to win the AFC South. Um, so, unless you really think you're seeing something coming together there, um, probably not worth it. And we talked about the East, uh, the North, and the West already. But to the NFC, um, I think the NFC East, as always, I mean, it's you know, you're probably expecting the Cowboys, but I think now it's becoming clear that this is a Cowboys Eagles race, yeah. I would think, this season, based on what the Eagles have done this offseason. Um, you know, whereas last year, I think it was look we we kind of said i mean washington was there but we were just like it's gonna be hard for anybody to kind of make convince you that anybody's gonna be able to top the cowboys i think you can at least have that thought going into the next season although the cowboys are still the favorite plus 110 the eagles plus 230 washington not too far behind there plus 450 giants all the way down at plus 700 um but i think that at least you know the eagles having the offseason they've had um, makes it a lot more interesting if you want to kind of translate that into win totals uh, for the Eagles. Um, you talked about them picking up Bradbury, and we know they've made a lot of other moves. Right yeah. now, it's over-under is eight and a half, but when you look at it, sort of the odds on that, um, minus 150 on the over, so you're not getting a lot of value there. So it's clearly leaning that direction, uh, plus 125 on the under. I, I think I'm definitely going over, so you're not getting a lot of value on that number right mm-hmm. now. Uh, but But yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty clear, at least in May, it should be a two-team race. Although Washington, I think we'll we'll have a say maybe at some point, but it seems like a pretty clear two-team race if you're trying to bet on kind of the of the NFC East right now.
0: Yeah, and it's not like the or that we're that far removed from the Cowboys kind of underperforming yeah, expectations right. or having a top-end offense one year and still missing the playoffs when they went eight and eight in 2019. Obviously, the injury to the Dak kind of changed things in 2020, but. Uh, it's not like they've just been just completely un- invincible, d- despite how they've kind of looked in the DVOA rankings and things like that. And going back to that expected schedule based on the projected win totals, the Eagles have the second easiest schedule. Cowboys 10th, so not bad. Still pretty easy. But nonetheless, Philly has an advantage there. It makes sense. Uh, finishing lower in the division, they're going to get lower uh, division opponents just based on how the schedule kind of birds out for the other teams they uh, the divisions they don't face in the nfc so and for their extra fifth afc matchup so those things kind of work in their favor like you mentioned though i mean it's it changes things when you have a guy like aj brown uh, that you can just kind of throw yeah. the ball up to with his catch radius uh for any concerns we have about uh, jalen hurts and uh, sometimes with his accuracy and different things like that i mean that's the kind of guy that, t- that changes that and even Devonte smith has shown despite his size that he's just a ridiculous athlete and can make plays and um, contest and catch situations. So uh, if they keep running the ball really well, the defense has show, shown signs uh, that it can be better. Um, and I think they've started to really, obviously with Bradbury, but also just overall it feels like they're addressing that secondary because they had been better at defending the run for most of last season than you you know, we'll see how quickly guys like Jordan Davis really can contribute. With you know, not much better than having Fletcher Cox be there to be your mentor and the interior of that line. And then obviously, we'll see about the uh, situation of Kobe Dean. But just overall, uh, looking at this roster, it's like yeah, this they made the playoffs last year, um, and I, I don't feel like they got worse. So and their schedule's easier than last year. Um, so there's all the things they're pointing to. Yeah, that eight and a half. I mean. To, to the idea of them at least just going to have to go nine and eight, I feel pretty good about that. That's definitely on these yeah. uh, win totals that yeah, I'd have to look at all of them. But uh, that's already one that sticks out. The fact that the Washington Commanders have the same eight and a half as them, I mean, uh, the, the odds are a little different obviously it's uh, plus 145 for the over for Washington and uh, for Philly it's uh, minus 150 but I still feel pretty good about the Eagles being a, a five, a, just above 500 team there with nine wins I, I the roster seems to indicate that and if AJ Brown can stay healthy I mean that just adds another element to a team that basically had to change their whole identity to be focused on the run and um, whether it be with Jalen or the running backs but and they they figure out how to. I was impressed with how Sirianni was able to look at his roster, manipulate the scheme based on that to his talent, and I think you will see that take another uh, another turn this year with some of the guys they brought in.
1: There's not much to say about the NFC South. Uh, the Bucks clearly the favorite, and I, I mean, I don't. You know, we can compare divisions, I guess, but I think this will be one of the. I don't know if the worst is the right word, but I mean, <laughs> I just don't. You know, I don't think this is going to be very. You know, a thrilling divisional race by any means um this you know bucks are minus 320 to win the division so you're getting nothing value wise necessarily out of that uh, i think they actually have looking at it here yeah they they usually have the best odds of any team to win their division um, saints plus 380 so and the panthers plus 1300 uh, falcons plus 2400 so these aren't even, i mean these are not even in the ballpark um, so not a lot to say about the nfc south uh, nfc north packers clearly the favorite minus 170 vikings at plus 280 um i think that's about right I, I wouldn't pick anyone other than the packers at this point i don't really have much of a case to make for the vikings right now um and then I, I think what's maybe more intriguing and not great for chicago bears fans but lions actually have better odds uh than the bears do to win the the nfc north so uh bears clearly um in transition <laughs> mode uh, at this point but not ideal for uh, the chicago bears there but i mean i Again, I don't think there's a whole lot to say about the NFC North, clearly a two-team race, but to be honest with you, it's kind of felt like that for a long time now.
0: Yeah, it has. I'm, I'm hoping the Lions slowly – I don't think this is the year. I'm hoping that – Some of these moves and uh, what they've started to to put into place since Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes came into the building will start making a difference, but I still think they're another year or two, unfortunately, um, away, just based on where their time is and their team build. The Vikings, I still don't have a ton of... It it just feels like we're kind of been staying in the same kind of place where (laughs) uh, how good... What is their real ceiling? Their floor might be pretty high, but... Man, their ceiling doesn't feel all that high. Um, I think the Packers still, even without Devontae Adams, um, still have Aaron Rodgers, still have a defense that, I mean, quite frankly, dominated against the Niners in that playoff game and over the course of the year really, uh, you know, came into their selves and, and Joe Barry's Scheme kind of taking over what he had um, done as an assistant under Brandon Staley with the Rams in the in 2020, and they they started looking really dangerous, and they've been able to maintain uh, to to keep some of those guys from that uh, defense and fill in um, for all the things that were said about them at the beginning of that draft. Um, uh, I think our last episode was after the uh, first round, so haven't really talked about them getting to Christian Watson. Felt like that, you know, the fact that they were able to trade up and get him still with the the impact guys they got on defense. Before that should help Green Bay still maintain as the clear cut favorite. um You mentioned the NFC South. It, this would have been a, a more entertaining conversation maybe if if Tom didn't decide to come back because then I mean that division would have been. I mean, it still would have felt like with the, the roster strength Tampa had that they probably still would have been maybe one of the favorites. Maybe the Saints would have just edged them. Uh, but now, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't blame you for not thinking that if the even if the Panthers were to trade for say a Baker Mayfield, they're gonna make a huge uh, a huge splash this season. I think Atlanta uh, excited to see what Ritter can do there eventually. And uh, uh, but they're still in a, a place where they have a lot of things. I'd uh, say to, to retool. Um, so uh, those and uh, yeah, there may be like and with the odds kind of show that that there are really two team races, but. Uh, and, but with Tampa, obviously, is a, a much bigger favorite in the NFC South. But I really feel like both Green Bay and Tampa. I'll be very surprised um, out of all these division, um, looking at all these division winners. I think uh, Buffalo maybe is the only other one, along with those two, that I feel like the most confident about. Um, if I were to already just have to make my picks for division winners.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm looking here. I'm trying to find like, is there any value looking at win totals? We just talked about the NFC North bears and lions both set at six and a half although if you take the under on the bears right now minus 105 so you're getting close to even money there on the bears at, at under six and a half wins and the more i look at their schedule i'm trying to find a way to convince myself they're going to win less than seven <laughs> yeah and an when you start schedule. to look at their well i was gonna say you start to look at their schedule and you're like all right oh the niners are not winning that one they're not winning in green bay okay but then you start to look down and you're like all right well they got a game against the texans they get they got, you know what, they got a game against the Giants, game against the Jets, two games against the Lions, game against the Falcons. Um, and really, they get a lot of their tougher games at home. Not all of them, but, you know, they do get some of their tougher ones. Let's say like those swing games, yeah. you know, like a Dolphins. They get, they get them in Chicago. Um, you know, they get the Eagles in Chicago. I don't think they're beating the Bills, but they get the Bills in Chicago. So it's those kind of things. So eh maybe i'll stay away from that one for now um because i think seven is probably a a reachable number but the more i look at this i think i think six is actually the, the better choice but we'll see uh with the bears I, I may change my mind on them by the time we get to to august <laughs> so uh we will we will mark that I, one down but i
0: want to believe in justin fields but man that receiving group is yeah. it's pretty bleak um i mean uh, you have a guy, uh, guys that, like, are nice, complimentary pieces, potentially. Um, and I, I, I have liked Mooney at, at certain times. But, man, there's just no, like, clear-cut guy. I mean, without Alan Robinson there anymore, it, it, it's not the best-looking group. I'm, I just – got to give fields. And I know there was a lot of focus on that this offseason. Everyone's kind of like, what's what are the Bears – are they going to get that weapon for him? And just never really – you know, they bring <laughs> they get Pringle and, um, and St. Brown. But, man, it's not – a group that, unless Villas Jones really uh, overperformed some of the the things that are um, the the reason that he were, was a third round pick. I just I don't know. It's uh, that's the part that scares me. But it always does feel like the Bears find a way to be competitive. They they, they lost some games barely last year that they could have won against uh, teams that were better than them. And just overall, they're always like fine. Like they're never like you're saying like six and a half that's that feels right um yeah like I, I feel like seven wins if seven and ten seasons should be attainable Well, i'd be shocked if they go five and twelve no just uh but but uh, on that expected schedules you, you kind of mentioned all those teams they are fourth easiest um expected schedule so uh those things are, i really do take into account when i'm looking at these win totals because strength of the team is one thing but yeah you can be a pretty bad team and win a bunch of games um based on an easy schedule uh, uh we've seen it even going back to the last year some teams so
1: yeah well we'll wrap up with the uh the nfc west and i think that's obviously an interesting one because you know as things stand right now as you would expect the rams are the favorite but not by much as they are at plus at 140 according to FanDuel, 49ers at plus 185 cardinals plus 310 seahawks who will not be a factor uh, barring something uh, crazy plus 1000 I mean, it's always interesting we talk about, you know, the Super Bowl effect and those kind of things. We talked about the Bengals a minute ago, uh, Rams, the winners, of course. And, you know, when you look at some of the offseason moves that have been made, uh, certainly, I mean, you know, Cardinals have made some interesting moves. Niners, at least right now, the way things stand. I mean, they've had, you know, a fine enough offseason. Rams, like you said, maybe perhaps bring back uh, Beckham, and, and you still have a lot of pieces in place there for them to have success. So, um, still going to be a very tough division. I just – whereas before, you know, we were talking about, what, the past couple of years it's been the, the discussion of, what well, could they get to all four teams in the playoffs? Now I think it's pretty clear this is a this is a three-team race here as the Seahawks kind of go into uh, rebuilding mode. And when you yeah. look at that from an actual win total standpoint, Cardinals right now um, over under nine and a half. So if you think they're going to go over that and get some decent value, plus 135, although I think that's um, – that could be tough uh, for them to reach that number uh, but you never know um, but the, that's where they stand right now and then if you look at the others uh, let's see the Rams are uh, over under 10 and a half plus 110 if you think over on that one but um, again I don't think it's terrible value there either um, and then you've got the Niners who were uh, over under 9.5, and And if you're going over, um, well, you're not getting anything because they're minus 145 on that, Uh, so that's where things stand with those top three teams in the NFC West.
0: Yeah, it's just a tough... Situation where we have maybe still, uh, if you think, if you believe that the Niners are still going to be one of the better teams in the in the league, I think they will be. Uh, obviously, the Rams won the division in Arizona, at least being a fringe playoff team. This is still one of the deeper divisions, and now you have it facing off against the AFC West. So you have potentially two of the, the top divisions in the in the. All the NFL uh, cross conference having to face each other, then they have to face their own teams within their divisions. I mean, the Rams' schedule right now is only projected to be easier than the Chiefs. They have the second toughest projected schedule. It makes sense when you look at it. I mean, uh, it's not easy when your your flex game cross conference is the Bills. Uh, first of all, and then you add all those again, all those teams that we mentioned uh, uh, from the AFC West that they have to face um, now with uh, maybe the. Playing the South still looks good the, uh, in the NFC. You still get Atlanta and Carolina on their schedule, but now with Tom being back, that Tampa Bay game isn't so easy. So things are, and and uh, obviously as the division winner, they still have to play teams like Green Bay and Dallas. So that Rams schedule, it's it, it looks enticing for uh, at least TV matchups, and uh, if you're not a Rams fan, but man, it's a lot of really tough games. So. Um, I I still think the Niners, I know last year I picked the Rams to win the division, uh, barely only got that because the the Seahawks bailed them out by beating Arizona in the last game of the year. Um, Otherwise, it would have been Arizona. I I still think the Niners are are sneaky there. Obviously, the Debo situation changes a lot of different things. The Niners schedule um, is expected to be much uh, easier up on uh, just checking on where it is on here all the way at 13th. So not even close to 31st for the Rams is. Uh, they have the the easiest schedule out of this whole division. Seattle and Arizona more in the mid 20s kind of range, and um, those things matter. Uh, they really do. By the end of the the season, you can. It doesn't matter how good you are. The, the NFL is ridiculous. The the level of these teams, and if you're basically week in and week out facing top 12, top 14 type teams, even if they're not always the the Bills of the world or the Chiefs, um, it's still tough and I, I that's the reason why the win totals also are a little I'm kind of wary to to jump on any for the Rams or even the Niners still looking at their total schedule there's there are some tough games that these teams are going to have to face and um it's going to make for hopefully it helps bring the the playoff races a little closer last year I know there was kind of that separation uh, between the, the playoff teams even if the seeds weren't set in the nfc and the non-playoff teams compared to the afc where it was just like ridiculous with everyone basically and until the last couple weeks uh, maybe this helps uh, the easier schedules for teams in the east and the north uh, maybe this helps them kind of Make up that ground, and maybe we don't see three teams uh, from this division making the playoffs again. And who knows? I think Seattle's defense will be better, but uh, yeah, not not a not going to take Drew Locke and say, "Hey, buddy, you're going to immediately make uh, Seattle a, a contender." Still, I think, yeah, they've that they, as we kind of talked about. As soon as they made that Russell Wilson trade, and, and even with some of the moves in the draft, this is not a team that is uh, in their mind. It looks like basically from every move they've made, does not believe this year they're going to be. Competing, I think they really do think uh, are starting to look ahead with their with their uh, team build.
1: Yeah, we talked about it a, a little while ago. I mean, the, remember that the NFC West gets the AFC West yeah. scheduling wise, so those are games that factor in there. And they've also got the NFC South. So yeah, um, it's gonna. I'm looking down the Rams' schedule right now, and I'm like, whoo! It's um yeah, there's some brutal games. Obviously, the the opener at home against the Bills. Um, you know, got to go to Arizona. Go to San Francisco, you've got the Cowboys in there. Got to go to Tampa Bay, to Kansas City, to Green yeah. Bay. Um, you know, and that, that's not even counting, you know, your multiple games against the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders. Um, you know excuse me, not all those teams. Um, you're looking at the, the divisional games mm-hmm. that you've got, uh, the multiple games against. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, my goodness, it's, um, it's going to get interesting because I, I am. I'm looking down their schedule, I'm like, oh, yeah. They've got the two against the Cardinals, two against uh, the Niners, two against uh, the Seahawks, which even going to Seattle that last game, you know, may mean absolutely nothing. But um, never fun to to play on the road in this division, as we know. And knowing that you have to play all those teams, the Chiefs, the Chargers, um, you know, all those teams like that, it's just, man, it's – Rams schedule is not it's a gauntlet. pretty, but it is. So <laughs> uh, it's it's not pretty. I mean, look the the Niners' schedule not all that much different, really. When you look at some of the teams they're going to play, um, you know they still get the Chiefs, although they get them at home. Um, you know they get the Bucks at home too, so that's kind of the difference when you compare the Rams. And the Niners is uh, those two teams specifically. Um, one yeah. gets them both on the road. One gets them at home. So you get you get yeah, Miami
0: instead of Buffalo. That's definitely a yep. big one. Um, and then even the the conference the uh, the division ones where the Green or sorry yeah the the Rams get Green Bay and Dallas. Yep. They get um, it looks like Chicago and then Washington. So I mean that's that's three. Super Bowl top Super Bowl contenders that you're you're exchanging for Miami Chicago Washington that's where and those three games might be the difference for the Niners winning the division so something to at least keep in mind there
1: yep could be so uh, keep that in mind if you are placing your win totals now um, those will all be important uh, aspects to certainly look at and so uh, there's just kind of an overview on where things stand uh, right now and and as we said a long way to go in the offseason but Got a lot of big, um, you know, plot points have been uh, filled at this point in terms of the draft, a lot of free agency um, completed, and uh, still a long way to go. But that's where things stand at the moment. And, of course, Dylan, we'll have a lot more on the way here uh, throughout the offseason. Uh, plenty to talk about in the NFL, as always. But uh, let everybody know where they can find everything at clutch points, because even though uh, there's lots happening with the NFL, also, lots happening in the NBA playoffs. We know baseball in full swing, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, you can follow all the NBA conference finals and then NBA finals games in the Clutch Points app. You can follow along with all MLB games in there as well. Our NFL section right now, more focused on the off season, uh, obviously past the draft. So all the, the draft content still available if you search NFL draft. It's not going to be on the – top of the homepage, but if you go to the NFL section at the top of ClutchPoints.com obviously all of our news coverage, still tons of looking at best undrafted guys uh, that have chances to make these rosters, still looking at some of the needs that have been addressed by these teams in this offseason, what needs still probably at this point after the draft need to be addressed. We have all that kind of, all those series for all every single, uh, all 32 teams in the NFL available there on ClutchPoints.com and much, much more to come. Still lots of time to to digest things again but still it, it never stops the NFL as we know and uh, still plenty of time to, to look ahead and now the schedule's out it makes it even more fun to start projecting uh, what we're going to see and uh, before we know it I mean it, we always say this just around this time of year next thing I know we're recording and it's like our division previews in August yep. it, it, it comes quick
1: yes it does indeed uh, the NFL very fast moving as you we know um, so, yes, be sure to check everything out at Points, And uh, for everything else, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast that you have to use. Search for Stats the Past. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. You're on Stats the Past Podcast.